this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. Today is Phenomenal Fan Fridays. Phenomenal Fan Encounter Fridays. It's like the longest <laughs> thing in the world. We yes. are so excited because not only are you guys hearing us, but our subscribers got a little sneak peek before and they can they see can us, see us. <laughs> and um yeah so if you haven't done so already and you'd like to see us live record not live i guess but video it pretty much is live we don't cut yeah. anything out for subscribers they get to see all the bloopers and <laughs> fuckery that occurs there'll so, be a lot of it just yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so moving forward with, um... You want to do yours first, or you want me to do mine? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. We, we did not discuss it. No, we and actually... these are the Phenomenal Fan Encounters, so we have not read them yet in their entirety. We've um, skimmed, we and that's it. Yeah, we skimmed just okay. to make sure that it's something so I have, we can post. I grabbed two, and you grabbed one, and yours is longer. So what we're going to mm -hmm. do is I will have... I'll do a short... I'll do one, you do yours, and then I'll do one. Okay. Okay, yeah. so, so flip this, one. yeah, and okay. this one is a shorter, the sh like a super short one, so it'll be a good starter, it's like an appetizer. Good, that's perfect. Yum. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, <gasps> appetizer, main dish, dessert. Perfect. We have a three-course meal. Here you go. Three-course of fan encounters. Let's get to it. Um, so this one is from Delbert in Mobile, Alabama. And he says, I was driving home to Mobile on the I-10 in West Texas one night in June 1986. That was the year I was born. 86. Wow. Yeah. So 86, that would be like they would only have VHS. No um, cell phones. Uh, no, no cell phones. Yeah. Also, um, Brad, I think that's about the time that Brad got his first microwave. <gasps> they had microwaves then? Oh, yeah, no, they did. They had microwaves in, like, the 50s, I think. No, they didn't have microwaves in the 50s. Like, Brad remembers getting his first microwave, and he was, like, 10. Oh, wow. I, I don't know when microwaves came out, but... In the 80s. Really? So I was like, how did you do TV dinners? <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he was like, we've had to put them in the stove. <gasps> yes! And I was like... Wouldn't it melt the like plastic? And he was like, no, no, it's paper. No, it was made of like this aluminum. It came in an aluminum thing. Oh. And then remember, you can't even put that in the microwave. No, yeah, yeah, no, you wouldn't be able to. And his grandma, um, or not his grandma, but you know how grandmas used to keep those. Do you remember that? Like, old people used to keep those little Oh, yeah, because you recycle, like, you recycle you would use and it. use yeah, it. Yeah, you'd reuse it as, like, trays for TV other trays. things. Like, TV trays. Yeah. Or if you have a party, you can put appetizers. Yes. So they would, like, repurpose them. Um, so picture this. Mobile, <laughs> Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. On I-10, West Texas, June 18, 1986, <laughs> I saw an extremely bright light stationary in the sky a few hundred feet below 
mountaintop level. I wanted to pull over and gawk, but I thought the better of it, not wanting to be an abductee, and drove home. It was far too bright to have been a hot air balloon. Years later, I learned of the phenomenon known as the Marfa lights, and this wasn't all that far from Marfa, Texas. And that's the end of his little story. Um, Like I said, it's a short story, but I really liked it because it made me aware of Marfa lights that I was not aware of before. So uh, Marfa lights, I looked it up because I was interested and I will be like, I want to do an episode on it now and like get more into it. Yeah. But a brief little thing, Marfa lights, a.k.a. Marfa ghost lights, are a natural, natural phenomenon that have been observed near U.S. Route 67 on Mitchell Flat East of Marfa, Texas since the 1800s. Oh, wow. They're just like mysterious lights no one can explain. Nobody. And so they've been they've been around since like before. They look like two headlights uh, from what I saw of videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. No one can explain them. And since it's been happening for so long it's, um, it can't be car headlights because it was before cars were around. And um, <clears throat> Oh, yeah, 18... Well, was there cars? Oh, no, I guess in the 1900s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 1900s was when cars started. Like, early, early 1900s. Yeah. But... So, they did what I thought... When I first saw, like, Marfa ghost lights, I was like, oh, my gosh, the ghost light from Cars, because the Cars movie made it as a reference to it. And then also in the um, the Cars franchise has a little, like, short and a little short Pixar movie, and it's called Mater and the Ghost Light. So I instantly went, because I'm Disney, I instantly went yeah. to... Yeah. So. That's very interesting to know more about these lights. You know, I love anything that has to do with UFOs. Yes. I would love to know about it, too, especially since it's, like, been proven and cannot be explained. Yeah. That's, like, huge. And it's because been so and it's, and it's been, there's videos all over YouTube of it. Like, it's yeah. a known thing. It's not like, oh, somebody saw Bigfoot foot once. <laughs> Footprint <laughs> one time. And everyone's, like, going crazy over it. No, this has been filmed. It's out there. It's, you know. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> So this one comes in from Jonathan, and I don't know where Jonathan's from yet because I haven't read it in its entirety, so we'll get into it and see a little bit more about Jonathan. But I'm just going to read it as he types it here in his intro, and then I'm just going to read completely his words. This is 100% from Jonathan. Nothing has been altered or changed. (laughs) He says, hi, I came across your email address on Facebook and thought you might be interested in reading about possibly sharing. Of course, we're going to share, Jonathan, some of my experience, which I believe to be paranormal. So we're getting into the ghost stories, I guess. Uh, My stories may seem quite unbelievable to most. It's even hard for me to believe sometimes, but I know that my experience my experiences were real to me. Sometimes when sharing these experiences, I will preface preface, preface. yeah, preface, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will preface preface by saying that I have to acknowledge the possibility that I had some sort of psychotic ep I don't think so, Jonathan. Psychotic episodes or hallucinations 
Maybe I'm insane. No. Don't gaslight yourself. I don't yourself. know. I don't, don't gaslight yourself, my friend. Because we all have experiences that make us think that we're insane. Doesn't mean you're insane. It means that you're probably more tapped into that realm or dimension. Yeah. He goes on to say, but there don't seem to be any, any indications of that. And those who know me believe me to be stable, rational, and a down-to-earth person. And for what it's worth, over the years, I've had CAT scans and MRIs showing no ab- abnormalities. So that's good. good. You. You're in good <laughs> yeah. health. And I've actually had CT scans and MRIs, and I know how scary those can be. So that's awesome that everything came back okay for you. And then he just says that he's going to be attaching his story below. And we're going to get into it. <laughs> He says, uh, he's calling this the close encounter and missing time. Ooh. (laughs) So, um, he goes on to say that the following is true and accurate recounting of his events to the best of his recollection of knowledge. Uh, We're going back to March 1990. The setting is a farmhouse on Richmond Road. Just west of Ottawa, Ontario. So now we know where we are. We're in Canada. There you go. What's We're his in name? Canada. John- his name is Jonathan. Jonathan R. from Ottawa. Jonathan R. from um, Ottawa, Ottawa Ontario. Ontario. So shout out to all of our Canadian fans and followers, and Jonathan, of course. Um, he says that it was a mid late afternoon, maybe three thirty, a mild clear spring day. I was outside in the distance, and I can see what appeared to be a single cloud in an otherwise completely clear blue sky, perfectly shaped somewhat like a football. It looked smooth, and my first immediate impression was that it resembled a flying saucer, so much that I had to stare at it. So, I've seen stuff like that, too, where you're like, what is that? You're just kind of staring at it, like... Yeah, You know, trying to figure it out. It was moving slowly toward me from north to west, and I realized that it was not a cloud. I watched in awe as it slowly, majestically rolled silently toward me, descending as it came closer and closer. What the... Not only could I see it clearly, but I could feel it. He could feel it. He wrote feel in all caps. Um, I stood there watching in disbelief as the craft drew closer, and before long, it was over the adjacent farm, maybe 200 yards away from me or less. Oh, my God. I could say not even 100 feet above the ground. Run. Yeah, run. <laughs> my eyes got all big. Yeah. Run, Forrest, run. In my mind, I asked the question, Are you coming to take me away? And in my mind, I can sense the answer, not now or not yet. (gasps) That's crazy. That's like telepathic. Yeah, that's not only that, but like not yet. Did you get that part? Like not yet? That is creepy. No, thank you. No, bye. (laughs) I wanted to run inside and call my roommates and friends to come and see but I had the sense that it would be gone by the time they came out. So I preferred to relish the moment privately for as long as I possibly could. There was a gap in my memory. 
The next thing that I can remember is that the craft was directly over my head, no more than 40 to 50 feet above me. It's oh getting closer. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-mm. It's getting closer to him and it's communicating with him telepathically. Yeah, that's like, what do we learn in your close encounters? That, that would, would be, be like, like a, a C4 because oh you're gosh. not like in it yet. You're not yes. in the craft. You can see it. You can, you're talking to it. Yeah. Like, or it's a C5, or I mean a C1. It's either a C1 or a C2. I, guess I C1 wish I could memorize it. We'll be like C1, 2, and 3, I think. Is it 3? All the way to 3? I th- Well, C, C4 and C5. Oh. Oh, I forget which way it goes. Is it C1? That's the... C1, I think, is just when you see it in the sky. Oh, okay, okay. Then and it's then opposite. Like, and then then this would be C4 or C5. Either yeah. C5, I think, is it's when like they're probing on you. Yeah, C4 yeah. is so when you, they're... So he's only like a three or four. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen that yet, it's our Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Um, no, the well, Close no, that, Encounters of... That's what it's based after. after. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in the earlier episodes, probably about 15, maybe 22. Yeah, if you're interested in UFOs or anything extraterrestrial, you would you would really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah it was very informative. Yeah, it was very interesting. So he says that he felt like um, he was emerging from a haze. At that point, I was starting to stare up at the underside of a ship. It had a depression in the center, which seemed to be ringed with windows through which I thought I could make out shadowy figures looking down on me. He's about to hit a C5 and they're going to like they're gonna take him and they're going to probe him. Although I admit I could not see them that clearly. The outside of the ship was not shiny metallic. It looked off white like a cloud and somehow almost organic. It looked like some sort of some sort of skin it was completely silent i estimated the ship was two stories in height circular with a diameter of about 70 to 100 feet the diameter of the ring and the underside was probably 30 to 40 feet Whoa. <laughs> and thank you for not saying like meters because I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was as if I had fallen asleep as the ship approached and then slowly woke up to find it directly above me. And as I become as I became more alert and critically aware, trying to analyze and memorize what looked like windows, skin, etc. It started to shoot straight upwards into the atmosphere again in complete silence at great speed. It would liken to be to be a ball or a balloon release underwater. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so this is a little typo that he has here. Because like I said, this is not altered or anything. So I think what he's meaning to say is that it looked like a ball or a balloon released underwater and shooting uh, up to the surface. If you can imagine like yeah. that motion. How cool with quickness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched it travel straight up to the atmosphere until it was so far, so small it seemed to disappear somewhat dazed I walked inside the house where I was living my roommates and friends were there sitting around the kitchen table I said I just saw a flying saucer 
and they laughed, assuming I was joking. I felt very tired and drained, so I proceeded upstairs to lie down. For some time after, I would have dreams in which alien creatures explained to me that I should not dwell on all the questions that my encounters had left me with. Yet here we are dwelling, but I want to hear about it. Not dwelling, but... Yeah. But you're, you're talking about it. What if they come back for you? <laughs> so, so then he has a little note here, like a little, like, like, little asterisk. Like, note, regarding this skin, he has it in quotations, skin, up oh, skin, skin of the craft, it would occur to me years later that perhaps the craft was some sort of biomechanical hybrid. Ooh. I didn't Technology. think about that. And the purpose of having a, of an, the purpose of having an organic covering rather than metallic or synthetic was that organic skin can possibly heal itself from any damage where travel uh, could occur. Like it could occur yeah. in travel. Yeah. That's so it smart, Jonathan. I really like that I that like and analogy or thought. Yeah. So he goes on to say that approximately one month later um, he says, I was returning from work in the city of Ottawa to the farmhouse where I was living. I had missed the bus from Bell's Corner, the farthest reach of Ottawa transport at the time. So I decided to walk two miles, hoping to hitch a ride if possible. It was gray, drizzly afternoon. I was maybe halfway between town and the farm when an incredibly thick fog set in all around me. I could not see more than 10 or 20 feet in my direction. Out of the fog, a large black car emerged. It at first looked to me like a well-restored antique of some sort maybe from the late 40s or 50s. The car stopped beside me. The door opened, revealing an older-looking man in the driving seat, driver's seat. As I got in, we started moving. I realized this car was like, unlike any vehicle I had ever seen, and it was not antique. The instrumentation was completely foreign to me. I was trying to analyze and memorize what it all looked like, but I could not comprehend it somehow. And I had a feeling that I couldn't focus or concentrate, as if every few seconds the memories I was trying to hold on to in my mind were being erased within seconds of being recorded. What? That's crazy. I've never heard of like a... So it's like... Like a car from another dimension, world, well, like... Or, or it's a car that was crashed. taken from this world in the 40s and then taken up with them and then brought back again or like repaired or something or... What? I don't know. He said that it was unlike... Like the instrumentation was like... Well, I was thinking, like, that maybe they took it up to, like, 
analyze it. Like, we would do that to analyze alien spaceship. Maybe they took oh, the car. Yeah. And, and then, then they, redid whatever they wanted to it. Yeah, like, like made it my ride. Yeah. <laughs> alien version. Pip my ride. <laughs> Mars edition. <laughs> no, but, like, what if they... Instru- like, so he even said instrumentation. So it's like not like a steering wheel and like. Oh, that's you know, what I was thinking was like the buttons and the. Yeah, like it was all foreign. Yeah. So it looked more maybe like a craft. That's what I like a fighter thing or something like a fighter pilot, like a air airplane. I'm a fighter pilot. I don't know why I'm thinking of fighter pilot. But he would even know what the inside of like a cockpit looks like because even small children know what a cockpit yeah, looks like. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if it was like all hands and like touch because back then there wasn't touch. Oh yeah, yeah. That wasn't this is a like thing. in the eighties, right? This is nineteen ninety, I believe. Ninety one, March nineteen ninety one. No, no, you're getting ahead of yourself. Oh no, because he said in the beginning it was from nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So either way, they didn't have yeah. touch screens then. Touch screens no. didn't come out until like mid two thousands. No, they didn't have that. Early two thousands. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I bet that's. So I wonder if it was somebody from the future. Oh, time traveler. Maybe the first one was UFO, and then the next one would have been a time traveler. Yeah, because you can see with it. Oh, he's an old man, like an older man. Maybe he's him in the future. Oh, like that movie Looper, or like Back to the Future. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. So the man, so he continues saying, the man, though quite nice and calming, was no ordinary man. Uh huh. But I could not put my finger on what was so odd. Because it was him from the future. Wait, let's see. Okay, sorry. He was asking me all sorts of questions about who I was and where I came from. You think it will be the other way around? Yeah, I'm sure that's why he's telling us this. So what's next? What's next? Okay, wait, 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 hold on. I lost my place. I felt compelled to answer everything truthfully as if under hypnosis. Though, again, it was like I was forgetting the details before I could fully memorize or comprehend what was happening and what specific questions had been. What the, what what the specific questions had been. Yeah. I do remember that he gave me the impression somehow that he had been watching me, tracking me for some time. Okay. And that I felt reluct- reluctant to answer some of the questions like they were private, but I was compelled. Like he had no filter. Yeah. It's like truth serum. Yeah. Like, he just was, yeah. Yeah, like on Vampire Diaries. Maybe it was a vampire. Ooh. Ooh, this could be something totally different. This could be vampire story. completely different than we think. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. He says, he dropped me off at the gate to the farm. When I saw my girlfriend at the house, I tried to convey the oddness of the encounter. And all all I could say was... I think I just got picked up by an angel. Oh. oh angel story. Okay. We're totally going the wrong way with this. So that means he got a good vibe from him. From, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So angel. Okay. 
And that was the calm feeling I was left with. In spite of the truly bizarre nature of the encounter, though it became obvious to me upon reflection that this angel, he says in quotations again, was more likely alien. Oh, well, there you go. Alien. So it is alien. And now... I like the vampire idea. (laughs) (laughs) And now when I see the pictures of certain greys... Oh. I recognize the mouth and the chin distinctively. Oh. Distinctly. He's probably having, like, flashbacks. Well, remember they said, like, not now or whatever? Like, they told him basically, like, like, probably we'll be in touch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the kind of, like, idea I got. Don't call me. We'll call you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, March 1991... One day by chance, I noticed there was a small bald spot on my chest, the size of a fingertip, maybe one half inch diameter. My God. It is circular with three small, (laughs) circular with three small depressions set in a triangular pattern inside the circle. I thought that perhaps I had burned myself somehow. And that the perfect pattern was somehow an amazing coincidence. But I couldn't help wonder if this mark had been left by one of my close encounters. It's unknown. I think it was finger. I think it was a finger. Finger and it like seared him? Yeah. By the late 1990s... The sight began to show signs of irritation and slight itching, redness, and a little bit of leaking fluid. What? Something prompted me to start probing the sight. Oh, my God. First, just picking at it, squeezing out fluid. I bet he loves the show Dr. Pimple. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow... I knew that there was something in there under my skin. Some foreign body. No. They fucking implanted him. No. I don't know. We're going to see. No. I decided. Oh, gosh. This is a trigger warning, people. I don't even know what to say. Trigger warning. Like. I don't want to know what's going to happen. Like surgical. Like. Trigger warning. Um. Gross? (laughs) Gross? <laughs> I don't even know. Like, no offense, but, like, I don't know what people say. People say trigger warnings. I'm just going to say trigger warning. Graphic. Uh, graphic, yeah. Graphic. Yeah, that's it. Grandma, gross. <laughs> He's like, I'm peeling my skin off. I'm like, gross. <laughs> ick. <laughs> the ick is here. <laughs> yeah. A cheese touch. <laughs> I, I decided to peel away the skin with a... What? Oh, 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 okay. I think there's a trigger warning for me. (laughs) No, because I don't know how to say this word. I decided to peel away the skin with daily applications of solidic acid? Yeah. Solidic acid? Yeah, that's a word. I don't know if that's what it says, but that's correct. I believe that's that's what it is. Okay. After about a week or so, I was several layers down to raw flesh. Sure enough... There were, well, he didn't, like, slice it open or peel. You know, he did it, like, in a very, like, 
you know, carrying weight for himself. He just, with the acid, I guess. I don't know. I so, think I would rather just cut it open. Why would I don't like, know. He's Jonathan, to... go to a doctor. <laughs> so sure enough, there were three solid prong-like objects embedded in And a... his body was probably, like, pushing it out. Yeah, embedded in a triangular pattern, which I pulled out with tweezers. There was definitely pain associated. Well, no shit, Jonathan, but I'm sorry. I thought I was touching a nerve. Oh, my God. I don't know what this says. I liken it to bitten. Oh, lichen means um, it's like. Oh. It's like, it's like, it, he, it reminds so, him of biting on tin foil between fillings. Oh, oh. The objects themselves look like tiny grains of rice, silver, gray in color. Most like little fillings themselves. I'm not happy with this. I placed them in an empty pill bottle. But I had no idea what to do with them, and they've long since disappeared? How do you lose them? What? The aliens came back for them. Disappeared? Where'd they go, Jonathan? Where'd they go? We need some closure here. I wanted a picture of these things. Now we're going to jump forward to August 2008. He's driving back to Toronto from visiting his sister-in-law in the yeah. Hamptons. And I didn't know Toronto had Hamptons. I thought that was just on the East Coast. Is it bougie there, too? (laughs) Well, maybe she was coming back from the Hamptons from... Oh, they were in the Hamptons. They were in the Hamptons. They're coming back. People cross over. Like, we like oh, we crossed yeah. to Mexico. They crossed to Canada. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, they were bougieing it up in the Hamptons. And sometime in the mid-late afternoon, somewhere far from North Albany, on I-87, my now... Albany, New York. So, yeah, they were in the Hamptons. Driving back from Toronto. Driving back to Toronto from from the the Hamptons. Hamptons, Visiting his sister-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, um, somewhere on I-87, my now ex-wife remarked that the people in the car passing us looked very strange somehow. I hadn't seen them, but asked what she meant. She could not articulate, but seemed genuinely disturbed. They were driving? Yeah, like the people next to them driving. As I, yeah, as I reflect back now, I'm reminded of the indescribably strange car that picked me up outside of Ottawa in 1990. A minute later, the GPS unit told me to exit the main highway and turn onto a small countryside road. I knew this was a deviation from the regular route, but I assumed that we were, be ta- we were being taken to some around some sort of traffic problem. The road was deserted as we headed west. Eventually, we were directed by the GPS to turn north on a dirt road through farmland. It's always around farmland with this man. Yeah. Right? With each passing moment, my ex-wife was becoming more and more nervous and agitated. She seemed to feel as if we were in danger. Suddenly, from behind us, a police car with lights flashing sped up past us 
at an incredible speed and disappeared over the hi over the hill in the distance along this seemingly endless road. Eventually, we were direct directed to turn west onto another quiet road that led through various small towns and the Finger Lakes region. I remember that one of them, the longest, was a town of Auburn. It was around dinner time when we passed through it. My ex continued to become more and more agitated, making me feel quite stressed. Eventually, I decided to pull over and step out of the car to take a few breaths. Why are you to, getting out? To try not to explode from the tension that was retching up. It must have it must have been around 7:30 p.m. or later. Oh my god, why would you do that? Maybe 30 <laughs> maybe 30 to 60 minutes before one would expect darkness to fall at that time of year. The next thing I remember, I'm getting back in the car and it seemed to have suddenly gotten dark. I felt disoriented as I began to drive, within minutes we became upon a barricade, diverting us onto a ramp leading to the main highway I-95, somewhere between Rochester and Buffalo. Just then, the GPS blacked out. The entire detour had taken several hours with a substantial chunk of time missing towards the end. They don't know where they were or what, what happened. What the fuck? They're just completely where, missing what all the that time. What did the ex-wife say about it? Where was she? Because he left she her in the car. She was just waiting in the car, and who knows what happened to them in that time. Oh, my God. But what like, if they, they got abducted, and they didn't even know what happened? And then, you know, they say, like, when, like, you know, the GPS, like, freaks out like that, like, all the electricity yeah. and stuff goes yeah, yeah, out, yeah. there's, like, a craft or something. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know what. That's so insane. They totally lost the time. So now he's going back to oh, kind what of. What do want with him? I don't know. Because they keep coming after him. They've they, implanted him. So. They keep coming after him. They're, they're like, they're watching him. Yeah. And they're, like, studying him or something. Yeah, it's maybe. like it's a, it's a live experiment for them. It's like. Seems like it. Yeah. Be. Like, we're like. But why Jonathan? Yeah, exactly. What does he have to do with anything? I don't know. Maybe it's like something like I wonder what blood what blood type do you have? <laughs> I don't know because well, they, they say, say no, about bugs and stuff. No. they get attracted to blood types and animals. And but stuff. they say that people who have Rh negative blood are now. This is totally Jonathan did not write this. Is this just something that I've seen online? People who have Rh negative blood. Um, they believe have DNA of extraterrestrials. He goes on to recollect something that happened back in this Montreal, the summer of 1988. Um, he states that it was a warm, clear midsummer night in 1988. A friend, Eric, and I decided to take a walk up the mountain in the center of the city. I believe it was nearing midnight as we reached the clearing where there was a lookout point near the summit. We were encounter encountered well sorry. There we encountered a large crowd of people all staring at the sky 
silently in awe. We looked up to see what appeared to be a giant globe of glowing embers hovering just a few thousand feet over the city. So this would be in Montreal. Wow. It looked like it was dripping fiery pieces, pieces slowly disintegrating. We thought we could make out a grid-like skeletal structure. What the fuck? To the object, which was becoming exposed as the shell was burning off. People were visibly stunned, shocked, confused. I saw someone who looked to be about my age at the time, early 20s, maybe late teens, crying aloud. Wow. With tears streaming down his cheeks as he walked past me. We That's would, scary. Yeah, we would love to hear about someone else who saw this to, like, see their point of view. Um, so if anybody's listening, I want to hear that, like, and they were in Montreal in the summer of 1988 and saw some crazy-ass shit. We want to hear, like, what other people's point of view is was. Or if anybody and, has video, but I don't know if they have video from 1988. No, they wouldn't have video, but... Yeah, I What's their it. point of view? And then did they have any other paranormal shit happen to them? Like, maybe everybody was drawn. Well, know? yeah, because something like that would be life-changing. Like, you would never forget it. No. He says, after what must have been about 15 minutes or more, <laughs> you're falling asleep. I'm not. I'm just doing a little yawn. <laughs> the object objects seem to have faded at most completely and almost completely disappeared after 15 minutes. Okay. It burned out. My friend and I walked away from the crowd and back to the wooded trails that covered the mountain. We tried to comprehend what we had just seen and experienced, but it was too extraordinary to assimilate somehow. We were stunned. We wandered the trails on the mountains for hours, as we often did, taking some um, time mostly in silence. Later, as dawn began to break, standing along the path in the woods, the silence and stillness were shattered by howling screams out of nowhere. Howling nope. screams? Are we talking about Sasquatch now in the nope. woods? Where, where are we going? <laughs> we want aliens, angels, aliens, Sasquatch? Nope. Okay. Run, Jonathan. Just start running and don't stop <laughs> running. Howling screams out of nowhere. A large group of what looked like kids ran wildly, wildly past us through the trees at a great speed speed shrieking as if in fear i estimated at the time there were at least 20 of them probably more i say they looked like kids because they seemed small but their faces were not those of children what the fuck no 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 no, no. nope oh nope it's getting spooky nope it all happened so fast and suddenly that we didn't have a chance to really analyze what we were seeing. I only got a good look at one of them. He was no more than five feet tall, maybe five four. He had shoulder length hair and an impish face. He ran with his mouth wide open, 
letting out a constant scream without ever stopping to breathe, it seemed. I assumed they were a big group of teens who have been partying on the mountain somewhere and were being chased. But by whom or what? My guesses were either police or aliens. In retrospect, I have sometimes wondered if they were aliens stranded after being forced to abandon their fiery ship. And then as quickly as they come, they were gone. As quickly as they had come, they were gone. And all was completely silent again. Eric and I stood and stared at each other. This was, this was as weird as the phenomenon that we had witnessed earlier in the sky. We wondered aloud what had just happened. Eric asked if I thought we were in danger. Somehow I agreed that it did not feel as if we were. But we decided that it was probably time to make our way back down to the city. And that that concludes Jonathan R. from Canada's experiences. What? Encounters. No! We need more! (laughs) I'm intrigued. I'm like, I'm like under, oh, I wasn't highlighting, but I do have my trusty highlighter. Thank you to Jenna. (laughs) Uh, I'm underlining like these places so I can look up and see if anyone else has experienced these. Maybe they're... Not that I'm doubting you, Jonathan, but just like, I just want to know more. Yeah, then we could see if there's all all sorts of other um, happenings there because yeah, that could be like a hot spot of like lots of sightings like a Roswell but in Ottawa or you know wherever yeah. you saw them Montreal like all over yeah yeah, yeah all over and, the place and the other one was in um, that would have been in uh, Rochester's New York right yeah so that would have been in New York yeah Canada so he he's like spanned from New York to Canada yeah like yeah that's crazy. That is. I'm. Thank you so much for sending those in, Jonathan R. I greatly appreciate it because those are very entertaining and exciting. I believe that those those are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so on to the last story. Our dessert. The dessert story. <laughs> um, this is was submitted by Ruthie in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, that's where I saw the name Ruthie. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, Ruthie. No, yeah, it was on this one. Um, so she says, I have been followed all my life by UFOs. Wherever I go, they have shown up. According to MUFON, M-U-F-O-N, which stands for Mutual UFO Network, in case you didn't know. Because I, for some reason, didn't, but I'm not the alien person. Heather knew, though. (laughs) (laughs) I am pretty sure I met a real alien, sort of, in human form. What he did even freaked my hub out. Hub is um, husband, hubby. Hubby, husband. Husband, just for those who don't know that. Low, that's... um, Slang. Slang. Yeah. Slang. 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 We're slanging. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was about 25 years or so ago. I met one in I met one in New Mexico at a campground. Only one way out and one one way in and one way out. No turnarounds, so they had to go all the way around. What he did in less than 5 minutes should have taken at least 2 and a half hours. Hub was freaking out cuz he was a non-believer. We were walking our dogs on the road in the campground. Only ones there and very few places in this park to camp. Strangest looking quote unquote man I had ever seen talked to us for a few minutes, then said, Well, I have to go pick up my wife and left. Within five minutes, he and his car came up behind us and went by waving with his wife with strange smiles on their faces. Back in the 70s, you could buy a waving hand to put in your back window of your car. <laughs> Have you seen those? No, but it just sounds it funny. It sounds like, fun. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get one. And if you hit a bump, it waved back and forth. This is what they did. That would be so creepy. Just like, ah. oh, it meant the bobbleheads. Like, yeah, bobbleheads, but it's a hand. I want one so bad. <laughs> That's My dad hilarious. used to have like a little hula the girl. Hula girl. Yeah. Like, oh, hula. I actually saw a hula girl um, <laughs> like the other day. I was coming out of the bank and I saw one in the hand, like, and they were in a handicap spot or whatever. So they were I right in front. Hula. And because it was still moving, and I was like, seriously, that's still a thing? They're oh, cute. They're, they're cute. so cute. Yeah. I, I've always wanted one. I never had one. Um, so that's it. So they wave back and forth like that. My hub stopped dead in his tracks and looked at me and said, How the hell did they do that? get back so quick all i could tell him was i've tried to tell you for years but you insisted i was nuts right oh. on exactly we're always the crazy Stop ones gaslighting people exactly what the fuck have an open mind they passed us two times coming up behind us that's when my hubs freaked out because that whole incident should have taken over five hours to get around that mountain I know this is crazy, but they have followed me around since I was a child. Everyone thought I was nuts when I would say something. Um, I believe what my eyes saw with all my heart. I and believe I it. believe that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, because no, I think what? that they do follow certain people around like that. I, yeah, just like ghosts and just like other entities. And I don't think it's so, so much maybe that they follow you around. No, but you're more but you can see it. You have yeah. that like different, um, the plane, like the different eyesight planes or like... You see, like, more colors. You know how we were talking about that? In oh, episode, yeah, okay. The color? So, we, yeah. So, like, like with ghosts, there's different, like, if you could see, I can't Like, we can't see it. radio waves. We can't see microwave, but we can't see. Microwaves? I see a microwave. No, like, the microwave. I know, I was joking. We can't see magnetism. Like, we can see two things, like, magnetized together, but there's, like, all over the earth, there's, like, mag magnetism, magnetized and different lines and, and waves. You can't and, see that only, but, like, like, certain things cats can see, we can't see. Yeah, but like, some people can see it, and they they might not even know they can because they just think that everybody can see it. Mm -hmm. Or they're just such small differences that it's never even been brought up to them or yeah. anything. And I think that that might be how it is with, like, not, maybe, like, aliens too, ghosts, anything like that. It could be, like, 
they just can see it. Beans. So it's not even that they're following you so much. It's you that they're always them. there, so you can always see them. Where other people can't always can't see them at all. So that reminds me of like Jonathan. When he was talking about it looked like skin and like it looked like the clouds. Yeah. How many times have we heard that they have technology to cloak yeah. themselves and make themselves look like a cloud, like this craft look like a cloud? It's like a cloaking device. Yeah. Even the United States government with the harp, if you go back to our harp episode that we did, they have been working on cloaking devices and things. Yeah, they I think so that's it's, that they it's that not just like um, alien technology, project. it's also human technology. So I'm not saying what he saw was like one of ours, but it's not unthought of that like it would look like a cloud. Yeah. And be something and be like not just like when you're a little and you're laying and you're like oh, that's oh, what I was thinking here that looks like a cat. Yeah, you that's know? what I was no, yeah. it's probably cloaked or has some kind of yeah and field or something that protects it. And then some people can see it. Yeah. And then other people can't. Yeah. So yep. Okay, well, <laughs> that was our show so to the RSS you. feed, or the, um, not well, RSS, both, the, right? well, hold on, we're going to turn off the audio now, and we're going to say bye to our subscribers so you can get a little bit more of us, because you're say subscribing, and do our, our goodbye. Yes, we will do our goodbye, so thank you guys so much for listening, um, and don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and follow us. We are on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and all of our socials are Conspiracies Unlocked. And if you want to see our faces, don't forget to subscribe, and you will get to see us in our full everything with no cutouts no unfiltered no filter just horrible lighting <laughs> <laughs> but we're here unfiltered exactly yes okay bye, bye.